Welcome to How to Connect with Angels. I'm your host, Sherry Lee Myers, recording from crazy, beautiful New Orleans. Because we at Sheridan Film Company believe angels are everywhere, we bring you dialogue with angel communicators from all over the world, sharing their profound insights and tools for connecting with angels. And so we deeply hope the following talk will inspire you to connect to your angels. Robbie Holes is an internationally respected healer, medium, and the author of two award-winning books, currently read across 43 countries, Secrets of Aboriginal Healing and Aboriginal Secrets of Awakening. Her latest book, Vibrant Living, Braving the Pandemic with Help from Your Guardian Angel, teaches us how to engage angels and spirit guides for help with any of today's challenges. Braving the pandemic with help from your guardian angel. How did you put this together? Um, I'm actually, I, some of our people may not have met you yet. Robbie, please tell me about your, your, your spiritual journey. How did you grow? How did you grow to become this author and this, this person? Well, you know, I was like a lot of people. I was a working mom and putting in way too many hours. And, and I, when I delivered my son, I was given a tainted blood uh, transfusion. And I almost died from the hepatitis C. Oh. And then uh, they put me on an experimental drug treatment, uh, the university did, and that almost killed me. So I almost died twice. But it, and so that put me on a whole different trajectory about now I want to survive just long enough for my son to remember me because he was so little. Mm -hmm. and, and I was just desperate to find answers to just keep me alive long enough for those memories and to teach him as much as I could before I passed. And, and, you know, and then I found that there's a lot of things, there's a lot of answers. If Western medicine doesn't have anything else for you in their medical bag, there's a lot of other answers out there. And it, it eventually I, I came across the Aboriginal healing techniques from the ancient Aboriginal methods. And that's another story, how that happened. But it's, uh, they really taught us and, and, and generously gave us their Aboriginal healing secrets that have been passed on, it, uh, word of mouth, for at least 60,000 years old. How did you find, yeah, I have to ask, where did, how did you have access how did you well, my, my husband, uh, Gary, he was a physicist, uh, an inventor, and he had MS, and he had become a quadriplegic. Oh. And he had a, yeah, so he had, he had MS, and he, was, uh, he had really had about six months to live. The doctors had given their prognosis to him, and he just, he's the one who discovered the Aboriginal uh, pe people. Oh. And he was able to contact this remote tribe, flew out in his wheelchair into the remote outback, and six days later, um, he came back able to clumsily walk. He had been a, a quadriplegic for seven years. And after coming out of that outback, he had feeling in his body for the first time in seven years. So they asked him to take their healing information, their healing secrets out into the world because Western medicine and a lot of the cultures don't understand how healing really works. So that's what he, he came back and it totally changed him. He was able then to see, like the Aboriginal people could, see the angels, see the spirit guides, see into the body, communicate telepathically. 
And so we put all that information together into the Secrets of Aboriginal Healing. And it kind of surprised me that it suddenly, now it's in 43 countries because oh. it really resonates with people. Wow. So that information is out there available to people so they recognize how to heal because Western medicine is missing a, a lot of the components to it. And then I ended up healing myself of hepatitis C, which they said was incurable at the time, the fibromyalgia, the chronic fatigue syndrome, the temporary brain damage from the experimental treatments. And mm -hmm. that put me on this path. And then, of course, my husband, uh, he passed 12 years ago. And when he passed, he started showing up every morning at 8 o'clock, 8.00 every morning. And that's how I started to realize I had the abilities as a medium, which I didn't know I had because oh. he was so phenomenal. Yeah. And is this in your book? That information about when he comes back from the outback, which is fascinating, and becomes a healer. And then my journey is in the Aboriginal Secrets of Awakening. So that's wow. those two books. And that's also in 43 countries and won awards as well and done, and done really – because people resonate with it. And they, I think the Aboriginal tribes people have a lot to teach us. The remote ones in the outback are living a very advanced um, – a higher frequency living it's more love-based and they have so much to teach us and they were very gracious what are the pieces that you found with the aboriginal healing that's a great question to ask people should know it, the aboriginal people taught us that uh it's the body that needs to be aligned with healing and that's usually what western medicine addresses is the physical stuff but it's also the emotions and the soul's intention and if you have all three of those aligned, anything can be healed. It doesn't matter what it is. But most people don't realize they're creating an emotional component. And when you have fear-based emotions, it creates a different uh, type of cell. It has a different chemical response on the body. And it has a, the ability to block energy. And so the Aboriginal people taught us that if you don't pull out that emotional core and get to it and stop doing it, it's like pulling the top of a dandelion. It's just going to come right back. So that's why people have tumors removed. They keep coming back again. They can never sustain healing. They're not addressing the emotional core, which is usually how a lot of diseases are created. So as an example, if you hold, we tend to hold grief in our chest area. And if you're grieving and you're not releasing that energy, you could potentially be creating problems, physical problems. If you have a history of breast cancer and you're grieving a lot, that's just a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. So that's where you have to realize what are the emotional components. Mm -hmm. And then the third one is the soul. What does the soul intend? Because we're souls having a human experience. And sometimes the soul will use illness or disease as a way of getting our attention or because it's here to teach us something. Somebody who's born blind is going to have a very different journey than you and I. Mm -hmm. And so you have to pay. If the soul's aligned with healing, which it usually is, then you got to pay attention to what's the emotional component and get the body on board as well, but it's those three, body, emotion, soul. You have done an amazing job with Vibrant Living, your most, your new book, because you're helping us to find a pathway mm -hmm. to the divine. And I would love for you to talk about how you constructed, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Vibrant living, I created because I could see where people were getting hung up. I do consultations with people all over the world. 
and it's pretty predictable pattern where people are getting hung up. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, let's say fibromyalgia. That's on the rise. It used to be a woman's disease. Now it's men, it's teenagers. That is caused by systemic fear throughout the whole system, and your body just crashes. Our bodies can't withhold. It can't stand the emotional pressure that we're putting our bodies under. So this is where we have to learn what are we doing, where are we hanging out in emotions that are creating problems. And Vibrant Living, I created this 60-day guidebook because people don't know how much help is available from the other side. It's there waiting for us, but we have to ask because this is a free will planet. And there's, there's nothing wrong with pain and struggle. I mean, those are some of our best teaching tools, right? But there's so much help available to us. And that's what I wanted people to be aware of is you don't have to do this alone. You were never intended to be doing this alone. So for instance, let's say the grieving or the fibromyalgia that I talked about, you can ask the guardian angels, you don't even, the angels, the spirit guides, you don't even need to know who specifically. Just simply ask. That's the first thing. You have to ask. Thank you for helping me heal this. And then they'll help you realize it's the, where the emotional components are, and they'll help you release it. And then they'll, then they'll be able to help heal the physical aspect to it if the soul's on board with it. You start with gratitude. You start with, right? I mean... Thank gratitude. Yeah, gratitude is a very healing em uh, emotion. Love you know, love-based emotions are toxic to the body. If it doesn't feel good to you, it's not helping the body at all. Love-based emotions have a whole different effect, a whole different chemical response, a different cell. The hardest emotions are shame, guilt. You know, those. It's not. It's not a surprise. Gratitude will help you heal faster. Love, forgiveness, those will help you heal faster. They're a higher frequency, a higher vibration. That's the key. One is creating, the fear-based are creating this swampy, slow-moving, perfect breeding ground for disease, whereas the high vibrations are like this thriving, vibrant, teeming river, flowing mm. energy. That's the key. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. Let's drill down and talk about guardian angels because I love how you have set that relationship front and center. So please, um, if my audio cuts out, I just want you to go and give me as much information about guardian angels okay. as you can, please. Okay. Yes. Guardian angels, everybody on the planet, every person has one. It, it doesn't matter whether you believe in them or, or what your belief system is. Every person has a guardian angel. That guardian angel is assigned to you in this lifetime. And it's, they're there from your first breath to your last breath. They are there to make sure that you are not harmed or killed or injured or experience something that your soul does not intend for you to go through. That's why they're called guardian angels. Now, they would love to step in and help you beyond that guardianship role. But because this is a free will planet where we're here learning, they can't just step in. They have to have your permission. It's like a child who wants to learn how to tie their shoes. They might make a big tangled mess. There's nothing wrong with that. It's part of the learning process. But when that child asks the parent to assist, then the parent steps in and assists in the way that's appropriate. And it's the same thing with the guardian angels. We are here on a free will planet to learn and grow and experience as souls. And so the guardian angels and the spirit guides and the other angels will step back and wait until you enlist their help. But what's important is that we were designed to have this help. We are, ex 
it, it's to our benefit to use it. It's like going from five amps of power to 5,000 amps of power with their assistance. Huge difference. And so we are, it's intended that we'll ask for their help. And you simply ask telepathically in your mind. Thank you for helping me with. Now they will respond every single time, but they're going to do so according to your soul's intentions and the highest good of all. So you can say, thank you for helping me win the lottery, but that won't happen if it's not your soul's intention, which is probably not, but they'll bring you abundance in other ways. Mm -hmm. And so they're there to assist. They want you to ask big, small, vague, specific. It doesn't matter. Ask away. They're here to help you. Please ask. That's the big thing they keep telling you is please have people ask us for help. I have a question because I know that there's a lot of confusion um, around this. That people, um, is my father on the other side my guardian angel? That's a great question. There are angels, guardian angels, spirit guides, and deceased loved ones. Now, angels don't incarnate as humans. They don't need to. If there's no point. They will briefly take on a physical form if they need to, but they don't need to go through a lifetime. Spirit guides, however, have gone through many, many lifetimes. They're highly advanced, highly evolved, mm. and they will come in and out depending on when you need them, what you're doing. If I'm writing an article, a different one comes through. Mm. Now, we have loved ones who have passed over. Sometimes you may not have even met them physically. They will tune in. You could call them a spirit guide. They're not angels, but loved ones will check in on you. Um, you're not keeping them from anything by communicating to them. You're not, they can be in many places at the same time. So it's not unusual for deceased loved ones to check in on you occasionally, certain ones. You know, you might have a grandmother on the paternal side who's always connected to you or whatever. But, uh, you know, a lot of them are there for certain occasions like Christmas, mm -hmm. weddings, birthdays. And some people, you know, when I do these classes, angel classes, everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a story. They could smell the roses from their mother's garden, um, you know, or it, it's, but they're there. It's just a matter of paying attention. And, and, but, but it's designed that the guardian angels are the easiest to communicate to. They're the first in line. They're the gatekeepers. They're the first responders. So develop that relationship with your guardian angel first mm -hmm. before you start going off into spirit guides. And we only work with benevolent spirit guides. You don't need to be concerned about that. Um, but but So ask them to help you develop a stronger relationship with them. And they communicate with your intuition. That sixth sense, that gut instinct, your body. Very few people will see them or hear them. That's really unusual. But every person is clairsentient, where you feel the body respond. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a knowing. Some people get tingling. Some people get, you know, hair standing up on their head. But you can feel it in your gut, in your right. stomach, that yeah. intuition. So we're designed to be assisted, and we're designed to be able to understand their guidance through our intuition and communicating to us is not a problem they have ways of getting their message across they can pop thoughts into your head that be telepathic and that and that's what i tried to put i didn't try i put all that information in vibrant living so that it's all yeah. there yeah. yeah so i mean you can go through the whole thing in a week but it's there all of that information is there so start it's it's you it's so transformational 
when you start handing things over and allowing them to assist you. How can I tell if it's guidance from my ego, my mind versus the guides and angels? The mind is very fear-based, and it'll tell you that you have to, you should, you need to, right? A little guilt thrown in, a lot mm -hmm. of guilt from my, my upbringing. But the guides and angels, they, they, first of all, they love us more than we can possibly comprehend. They have our best interest at heart. So they're guiding you with love. It just feels right. It just feels right. If you're not sure, ask them to make it more clear, more obvious. But they've, made, they've said getting our communication across to you is not a problem. We're designed, we're wired to be able to pick up on it with our intuition. Our intuition might be a bit rusty because it's like a muscle. The more you use it, the better it gets. But if it's important and you need to get it, they will make sure you get it. And I think a lot of us have had times where it's like, wow, that's the third time somebody said something to me. Or uh, I practically, you know, you wake up during the middle of the night and there's a thought directly there. That's from the other side. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. I like to do it. I call it a three-second gut check. You know in three seconds whether it's a yes or a no. If you go beyond three seconds, now the mind's involved. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh -huh. Just like that first thought that's there when you awaken during the night, that's from the other side. It's the second or third thought. Now the mind's involved. Okay. That's yeah. very, very helpful. Very helpful because a lot's going on in our minds, our minds these days. And of course out in this world. And I, 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 I have to, I have to ask, is there any hidden gifts? Our treasures, spiritual gifts that we can glean from this time of lockdown and pandemic. Well, yeah, it's a it's a auspicious time, isn't it? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's designed to get our attention and to shift us in focus, and everybody worldwide. Everybody. It kind of reminds me of, you know, if you, if you, like me, when I almost died twice, I had to do it twice, right? Because I once wasn't enough. I just got sucked right back into life again. But it shifts you and it changes you. And it puts you on a different path. It's more soul-oriented rather than the mind, right? And so if anybody's been through a life-threatening circumstance or a car wreck or some cancer, you almost died from it, it changes you. And it makes you wake up to what's important. And that's what's happening worldwide. And this is why it's not going away tomorrow. It's because it's here to wake us up and make us realize, is this the path that's really the best path? Would it be in your best interest to live a simpler life? Yes. To be less materialistic? To have more equality? To think of others? To help others? Plan because remember, this is a learning lab, right? And we are being given so many opportunities to assist others, to help. Not to rescue where you come from the mind out of fear and anger, but to come from the heart. It feels like, it feels right. So these are huge opportunities, sort of level the playing field in many ways, because it's worldwide and it's going to affect many, many people, not just certain ones. Yes, certain people are affected more than others, certain ethnicities and poverty levels, but everybody's involved everybody's involved so to me it's the beginning of an awakening process the biggest awakening mankind has ever been through and that's why we have more help from the other side than we have ever had before 
to help us shift into higher levels of love, higher levels of compassion and service for others. It's the beginning of an awakening. And that's what's it's it's here to wake us up. Oh, Robbie, how beautiful. <laughs> how do we find you? Okay, you want me to do that right now? Yeah, I do. Okay. I put a lot of information up on my website because my passion is getting, like you, it's out there helping people and getting this information out there. So my website is holeswellness.com. Mm -hmm. And that's H-O-L-C-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S. The books are up there, but the, there's a blog section with all these articles that I've written about how to heal, how to engage angels, how they communicate to you, the signs, the messages, how they can help you. It's all up there. In the Aboriginal uh, secrets, it, it's all up there to help people. So holeswellness.com. Thank you. Thank You're welcome. You. Thank you so much. Any last thoughts? I think if people knew how much they were loved from the other side, I mean, we truly cannot comprehend it as human beings. It is beyond our capabilities. If we knew that we were loved beyond our wildest imagination and that we are never alone, help is there 24-7 our entire lifetime, from the first breath to the last breath, always there, I think we'd get rid of a lot of anxiety and we'd feel a lot better. Oh, gosh, Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. I cannot wait for people to see this. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Oh, it's so great to make a new friend. All right. <laughs> Have a wonderful rest of your day. And oh, you thank you. And thank you for your tenacity, Sherry. You just make it happen. Oh, well, the other. yeah. <laughs> Uh, what, what's the book called? Uh, it's Too Late to Quit. That's my book. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I love that. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, great. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, darling. Thanks so much for listening. To hear more interviews, prayers, and meditations, go to theglitchmovie.com, subscribe to our podcast, and subscribe. You will also receive a free Angels Are Everywhere decal when you scroll down the page and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You are cordially invited to join our tribe on Facebook at How to Connect with Angels to receive daily inspiration and connection with our angel communicators. Our lanyap to you is our free one-minute angel prayers created by these same amazing angel communicators from all over the world. It takes less than a minute to shift your entire day. Please go to myangelprayer.com for more information. Thank you. Thank you in advance for believing in our work, for leaving a nice review on iTunes, and thank you for telling your friends. Tell them angels are everywhere waiting to help. All you have to do is ask. Thank you.